VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Friends, we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on the VCY American Network. There is an outrage that is stemming from Hamas's terrorist attack upon Israel. Just recently, the Israeli Defense Forces shared unfiltered video footage shot on the body cameras of Islamic terrorists showing their barbaric killing of Israelis. News reports tell of decapitations, hands and feet cut off, blood splattered around homes, brains literally being blown out. One reporter was said to have lost the contents of their stomach as it was shown. Many have had to turn their heads. It's gruesome, ladies and gentlemen, and it's barbaric. So it's very appalling to me to look around this nation to see how many people are decorating their homes and their yards with similar gruesome images. You don't have to drive too far to find severed heads, severed arms, hands, and feet, gruesome images of blood streaming down body parts. Oh, this time they just call it harmless fun. It's just Halloween. Did you know the National Retail Federation reports this year that Americans are expected to spend a record-breaking $12.2 billion, billion dollars on Halloween? an unprecedented $108.24 per person, and a record 73% of consumers plan to celebrate Halloween this year, up from 69% last year. CBN reported that the Minnesota Art Museum had a special ceremony to teach children to build altars to summon demons. They described it as a collective and playful demon summoning session. Do you call this harmless fun? The Bible says in Ephesians 5.11 to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather to reprove them. And folks, that's what we're going to do today here on Crosstalk, dealing with the harm of Halloween. We welcome Dr. David Brown, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Oak Creek, Wisconsin, has a master's in theology, a Ph.D. in history, specializing in the history of the English Bible. But in addition to his study of the English Bible, he is president of Logos Communications Consortium, the author of the book, The Dark Side of Halloween, and the research paper, Unmasking the Truth About Witches. Dr. Brown, thank you for joining us here today. I'm glad to be here and warn people again about the focus on the occult, death, and fear, Jim, at this time of year. How is it that we're so repulsed by the this gruesome, barbaric killings of Islamic, you know, terrorists, but we're so welcoming to our, adorn our nation in houses with images of death, demonism, and destruction? Well, I think it's because of Satan's blinded the minds of them that believe not, Jim. Uh, the fact is uh, that... Uh, way too often, uh, they following the pattern, the Bible says, all that hate me love death. And so you have them decorating this here. And really, Halloween is behind the candy, underneath the candy. It's an occult day that's always been focused on death, human sacrifice, animal sacrifice. In fact, it's the highest day of the year for occult crime, Jim. Friends, uh, we're going to delve into this issue today, and I hope you listen with both ears to the information that is being shared and compare it with what you're hearing today with the teachings of Scripture, okay? Uh, Pastor, some just say you're a holiday hater, but you actually celebrated one time uh, Halloween in your ministry. Well, that's right. Uh, Until 1981, uh, we took them to on nightmare walks. Uh, we made ha- haunted houses and those type of things. But I always was uneasy with uh, the underlying focus of, of death and fear, Jim. And then I read an article uh, from Moody Monthly by Joy Sterling uh, back when Moody Monthly had stood for something. It was an old uh, article in uh, October 1975, and I didn't read it until... 81, but she says, happy, harmless, fun, I think not. We evangelicals cringe at the descriptions of Satan worship in books and shudder to cult rites, but we dress our children as witches and devils and send them out on trick-or-treat. We are to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Then she quotes Acts 19, 
19 and 20. And in Acts chapter 19, verse 19 and 20, it talks about many of those that uh, used the curious arts, the occult arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they uh, counted the price of 50,000 pieces of of silver, over half a million bucks, and it says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed, Jim. Uh, the occult is, um, Satan never presents himself for who he really is and his hideousness, Jim. He, he uh, uh, you know, as an angel of light, he presents himself as an angel of light. Could that be the reason why we as a nation are not prevailing, uh, That that we are just so enamored with with the occult in our nation? Well, the occult violence and fear, just look at all the things that, I mean, all you have to do is hard, you can hardly watch television this time of year because it's on death, it's on horror, it's on all those things. And as God gets pushed aside, Satan's going to come and fill the vacuum. And as you just mentioned, what was that number of how many billion dollars people are spending on Halloween? $12.2 billion. And I don't spend anything on it. You don't spend anything on it. My family doesn't. So there's a lot of people spending a lot of money on these kind of things that are horrific. When I was a fireman, Boy, I didn't like responding to the suicides and seeing brains splattered all over. When I was a fireman, I didn't like seeing little kids burned to death. When I was a fireman, uh, the women or the people who were hit by the train, um, the, the car accidents, I held a man in my arms, we couldn't get him out, and he bled to death. And there's nothing funny about death for me, right. and I don't like Halloween when I see that because it conditions children to be accepting of things that they should not. Pastor David Brown with us here today on Crosstalk. Pastor, there's an absolute connection between Halloween and witchcraft, isn't there? Oh, there's definitely a a definite connection between Halloween and witchcraft because there's two great fire festivals in the year. They have a number of other holidays as well, uh, but there is Soween right now. And, and then there is May Eve or Beltane, great fire festivals. And uh, we go back to the times of the Druids. Uh, the customs uh, of what we see today of all this comes back to the uh, Druids taking omens from the struggles of victims in the fires of their sacrifices. And unless you think that's from a Christian book, that's from the American Book of Days by George William Douglas and Helen Douglas Compton. If you go to uh, Stonehenge, uh, I've studied or been Stonehenge four or five times and talked with farmers and things around, but within um, uh, three miles of Stonehenge, there's uh, 350 mounds that have countless uh, human remains of sacrificial victims uh, that the Druids were sacrificing to uh, their gods, and, and that's exactly the the Druids and the Irish, they brought all that to the United States, Jim. Yeah, and the, the roots of witchcraft are, are just very appalling. And not only that, uh, it even goes back further. Uh, many of Halloween's customs are derived from ancient Baal festivals, Jim, uh, where uh, children were offered in uh, to Baal worship, to muck, uh, to... to uh, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the s- sacrifices in Jeremiah. God says he hates that. Um, I'm looking at um, uh, the Amorites, uh, fire god Molech, where children were offered in the fires to appease the gods, Jim. We certainly saw on, uh, it was recorded in the, the book of uh, First Kings about Elijah and the prophets of Baal yes. taken uh, and the, the showdown at Mount Carmel, and and certainly we saw the, the abomination that those who worship Baal were to God Himself. Uh, they, that's for sure, and uh, the Lord speaks out about that against in Jeremiah chapter thirty two thirty five and uh, nineteen verse five. He says, "I I never called for that. I hate that. In mm. fact, uh, uh, the priests of Baal." Um, that's where we get our word cannibal, Cana Baal. That stands for the priests of Baal, because not only uh, did they offer those sacrifices, oftentimes they devoured the human flesh themselves. My, my. Is there a connection to the Tower of Babel? Uh, yeah, the, there is, because all of uh, the false religions, all of the mysticism that's there, uh, all started with the Tower of Babel and their 
their uh, astrological worship. Uh, uh, the mother of occult idolatry is Babel. That's where divination and fortune-telling, sorcery and magic, spiritism and necromancy uh, got its origin, Jim. In fact, uh, we read about uh, the, uh, um, uh, the, the king of Babylon. He uh, stops by the parting of the ways, and to know which way to go, it says he makes his arrows bright. It's kind of like pickup sticks. He'd shake them and throw them out. And then not only that, he took out his images, his false gods. And then finally, it says he looked into a liver. So you know what that means? That he did an animal sacrifice right there and then looked at the way that the liver was quivering. And Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy talks about this. Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter pass through the fire. That's the Baal worship. Uh, uh, and then it says this, or uses divination. Hmm. There's a right way to seek God's wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally. Uh, wise counsel of godly people. Um, uh, read the word of God. That's how to get wisdom. But makes their um, uh, uh, pass through the fire, their da- sons or daughters pass through the fire, that uses divination or an observer of the time, an enchanter, a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, uh, a wizard, or a necromancer, one who goes to the dead. That's what Saul did, and he lost his kingdom. He goes to the necromancer, or they call her the witch of Endor. All that do these things are an abomination to the Lord. That was an abomination in the Old Testament. It's abomination in the New Testament as well. Stay away from the cult, uh, the occult, and so many people uh, get their first introduction to the real occult at Halloween time, Jim. You know, what's interesting, and I shared in our introduction here today, too, about the Minnesota Art Museum holding this special ceremony, teaching children to build altars to summon demons. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, that's that's exactly what happens. Uh, I... Uh, had a, a debate with a, a witch here in Wisconsin, and she says, oh, I was raised a Baptist, and she was telling about that, and she even did a sermon, she says, but now on her altar, uh, she has Jesus, Buddha, Diana, um, other gods and goddesses, and she looks to them to give her power, uh, give her wisdom, mm-hmm. give her insight, and the the Lord is very, very clear, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove it. Move away the candy, and what you have is darkness, demonism, and evil. Yeah, this wisdom of the world, and that is characterized by being earthly, devilish, and sensual, and we're worried about that in the book of James. We sure are. Earthly, sensual, and devilish, man, oh man. And what that means was, when it's earthly, it leaves God out. And when it's sensual, so much of witchcraft is involved in uh, immorality and nudity, and then devilish, very clear, demons, Jim. Of the devil. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. Pastor David Brown is with us today. So how did Halloween come to the U.S., and what about the origin of things like costumes and trick-or-treat and jack-o'-lanterns? We'll address those issues following the break. This is Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, where is the Garden of Eden today? Chris, we don't know. The location of the Garden of Eden is forever lost. After Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden, God placed an angel to guard the entrance so that no one could go there again. There is no such place on earth that's guarded by a fearsome angel. The Bible does tell us, however, that in the days of Noah, the world was totally restructured by that great flood. All landmarks to the previous world were destroyed. The earth was completely restructured by that flood, so we wouldn't expect to find the Garden of Eden. While the names of the rivers that are given in Genesis do correspond to modern-day river names, they don't actually correspond to any known rivers. Chris, let's go back to Genesis and think carefully about what it teaches there. For more information, visit our website at icr.org. I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.
We're taking a look at Halloween today. Certainly it's harm. Pastor David Brown is with us today, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Talking about Halloween, and uh, Pastor Brown, we, we see some of these uh, ancient uh, or origins. We see what happened at uh, the Tower of Babel. We see the, uh, the, uh, the occult, the, the roots that have been laid down, the Baal worship associated with it. How did this ever come to the United States of America? Well, um, I would <laughs> uh, not want to tell you, but um, my, a good part of my lineage is Irish. And it's the Irish that brought it over to the United States of America. The pilgrims knew of the occult roots of Halloween, and uh, they would have nothing to do with it. But in 1845 and 1846, well, all the way through 1850, actually, there was uh, an Irish potato famine. People were starving to death. So 1.5 million Irish people fled from Ireland and came to the United States and Canada, and they brought their pagan religion with them. Uh, Sowen uh, and Salmon, the Lord of Death and Evil Spirits. And if you want to know uh, what uh, uh, Sowen or Salmon is like, uh, he, the modern day rendition of Salmon is you know, the skeleton with the sickle, you know, uh, and that's the modern day rendition of. Uh, the God that they brought out, the God of darkness, the God of winter, and uh, modern-day Lord of death and evil spirits is that ghostly hooded skeletal figure called the Grim Reaper, Mm -hmm. the Grim Reaper, Jim. Okay, so it came here. Let's look at some of the other origins uh, of Halloween. Uh, One of those dealing with costumes. Every store you go into, you see racks and racks of costumes. What is their origin? Well, (laughs) Uh, it's it's not a very, very good one. The origin of costumes was this. On uh, the eve of, uh, on October 31st, the Druids, uh, who were occultic priests and teachers of the cults, the Druids built huge bonfires uh, made of oak branches, and they considered it s- sacred. And so they burned animals, they burned people, they burned crops, they offered sacrifices to their sun god, and to, uh, uh, you know, Samhain, the god of death. And then they dress up and wore costumes, uh, put on animal skins uh, to try and frighten the evil spirits away. Uh, and so that's the origin of, of costumes there. They would dance and sing and, and jump through the flames uh, there. And uh, uh, they, they'd also go from house to house. Uh, their blood-curdling mask and grotesque costumes uh, were meant to keep evil at bay, but also they were to represent uh, the uh, the ghosts and goblins that lurked in the night because they believed that uh, the spirits who died the previous year, human spirits, uh, were condemned to inhabit animals' bodies, so uh, they tried to fool the spirits so the spirits wouldn't attack them, Jim. Okay, and so also associated with this comes those words, trick-or-treat. Yeah, that's not innocent at all. Uh, The Druids in Ireland would go through the neighborhoods on October 31st collecting offerings for for their pagan gods. Uh, They would uh, uh, promise blessing to those who would give, but then they promised evil to those who would refuse to give and refuse to donate to their pagan gods. Sometimes they would go so far, uh, if you would not give, uh, one author, Irene Park, says that they would castrate prize animals um, just because they wouldn't give to their uh, pagan gods and goddesses, Jim. You mentioned uh, this this fire burning with bones. Uh, Comment on that as well. Well, um, we call it a bonfire, but really the origin of that goes all the way back here. Uh, Caesar... Uh, Julius Caesar talks about uh, about this and how that the Druids would build huge wicker works. And as they would build the huge wicker works, uh, there's a picture of it in uh, 1648 German book. And uh, Julius Caesar wrote, all Gaelic nations are much given to superstitions. Uh, they either offer up men as victim to their God or make vows to sacrifice themselves. Uh, and uh, they believe that the immortal gods can only be appeased and a man's life redeemed by offering human sacrifice. It's a part of their national institution. 
to hold fixed ceremonies for that purpose. So uh, they would stuff criminals and, and enemies into a big wicker works, set it on fire, and what was left the next day was bones, hence a bone fire. Uh, so we don't have uh, bonfires. We have campfires because I don't like to hearken back to the human sacrifice in mm-hmm. relationship to the bone fires or the bonfires, Jim. Something else I want to look at in the history is the jack-o'-lantern, and you'll see many homes and yards with a carved-out face on a pumpkin and a candle or something on the inside. Uh, tell us about the origin of the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, when I uh, read um, the article... Uh, going back to Joyce Sterling, I decided to research Halloween for myself to be sure that what she was saying was true in the article. And so my kids were going to Union Grove Christian School at the time, so I stopped and dropped them off and went to the library and picked up uh, the World Book Encyclopedia. And the World Book Encyclopedia, on uh, volume 9, pages 24 through 26, was writing this. That's the 1977 edition. It says, quote, the apparently harmless lighted pumpkin face of jack-o'-lantern is an ancient symbol of a damned soul. Hmm. But Owen Ratcliffe, in Occult Conceit in his book, says the candlelit candlelit pumpkin or skull served as a beacon for the Sabbath, that's their worship day, and as a signal to those farms and houses that were sympathetic to Satanists and thus deserving of mercy when the terror of the night began. And I can tell you, having been involved in help um, uh, with occult things, it's not unusual to find a uh, a candle-lit skull or something like that mm-hmm. in relationship to on an occult altar, a satanic altar. But um, it's an ancient symbol of a damned soul, Jim. It's nothing good. And that's something that we'll often see at when they celebrate what's called the Day of the Dead. It will yes. be a skull with a candle coming out of it as that, well. That's exactly that's exactly right. All those things are um, are, are connected into uh, the worship of dead ancestors, uh, which is a is an avenue of necromancy and that sort of things. They even offer sacrifices to dead ancestors. And use all those type of things, Jim. It's really a bad deal. We're talking Pastor David Brown today on the, uh, really looking at the harm of Halloween. And Halloween certainly has a lot of heroes associated with them. Witches are are one of the main heroes we learn of. And there are many who will just say witches are are just pretend. Uh, What's your response to that? Well, I've debated very real witches. Um, a number of years back when I spoke at Salem, which at this time of year, it draws occultists from all over the world to Salem, Massachusetts, because of its history of the Salem witch trials. Uh, there are... And there's an official witch of Salem, too, there's, right? a, there's a Lori Cabot by the Governor Dukakis made her, back when, that's a number of years ago, but made Lori Cabot the official witch of Salem. Mm. Um, there is a big, uh, called Circle Sanctuary up uh, near Mount Horeb there, and it's owned by a witch, and they draw, they have, they'll they be having things this Halloween there, and there's a number of witches who have bought property all around Circle Sanctuary there, uh, very much um, uh, a, a chaplain uh, assisting the military, and even in the chaplain's manual, uh, there is a section on Wicca. It is a recognized religion, it's often celebrated in United States prisons. Uh, the the Air Force has having to had to give people time off because of their occult holidays. So, witches are very real. Witches do cast spells. Satanists, Ordo Templi, Orient, Orientists. Well, there's all kinds of occultists who honor this day, this occult day, this Halloween day. Uh, that they try and cover with a little bit of candy, but it's very much Mm -hmm. genuine. There's actually a book of curses for witches? Oh, yes. There's actually a a book of curses, and uh, Sybil Leak put together the curse of witches, and she talked about calling Christianity the one great curse. Uh, it's, It's Nietzsche's curse that's in that book there that I took a picture of. And yes, uh, they say, oh, they only, there's, the, the white witches are only good witches. No, they're not. There's candles in my book. There's candles for lesbian love. There's candles for 
um, all kinds of not good stuff, mm-hmm. Jim, uh, that uh, they put out there years ago at Wyalusing State Park. I'm just going to read. This is what they called it and advertised it. They advertised it as Faggot Witch Camp. And, and October, or not October, October 26 through 30, in 1991, it was held at Wyalusing State Park in Prairie du Chien. Our purpose in organizing the event is to gather like-minded queer men to explore the unique perspectives and the uh, experiences as faggot witches, unquote. That's just oh. a quote. That's just a quote. Um, I'm thinking of Doreen Irvine. She came to know Christ, but she says many black witches were lesbians and homosexuals. Sadism was practiced frequently. She said, I practice more wickedness in a single week than many would in an entire in an entire lifetime. Wow. Wow. So former witches who've come out of the witchcraft turned to Christ have actually warned about Halloween and the practice of the occult. Yeah, I'm thinking of one witch that I personally talked to on the telephone. And uh, he says there is absolutely nothing that can ever make Halloween uh, a good day. It's an evil day. Well, we also have the likes of J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series. And there are many parents who have bought their children Harry Potter books. The Harry Potter movies are show on TV. Uh, uh, your your comments here pertaining to J.K. Rowling. Well, I'm just going to tell you what uh, J.K. Rowling said of herself. She said uh, she said this, and I quote, that about one-third of what I have written is based on actual occultism. That's not what I said. That's what she said. She said, well. She said that herself. And her books are filled full of the occult. And um, I, I know the, the story that a, a, a Christian... A uh, speaker told me that uh, um, a mother told him about daughter. She came into the daughter. She was spinning round and round and round and saying some uh, words she didn't recognize. She stopped her daughter and said, what are you doing? She says, I'm casting a spell to get a bike. Uh, you see, uh, instead of praying and seeking God's face, you know, you get these kids involved in it young, mm-hmm. Jim, and then what's going to happen is that they have a mindset uh, that is not a biblical mindset. And, huh, you, you know, as a person thinks in their heart, Proverbs says, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. And uh, she'd already been preconditioned. She loved uh, she loved the, the Harry Potter books there, and now the Harry Potter movies and all the things that's made J.K. Rowling a very, very, very rich woman but it's also made witchcraft acceptable, more acceptable in the United States of America. And could it be you as Christian parents have purchased Harry Potter materials for your children, perhaps introducing them to the occult? That's exactly right. We're going to take a quick break here on Crosstalk. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Dracula and haunted houses, and then what the Bible says about these things, and uh, we'll be opening phone lines a little bit later, offering you some materials as well, because there's much more that could be said on this issue that's available to you. So stay with us. We'll be back in one minute. This is Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Are you aware of past crises when America's fate hung desperately in the balance? The French and Indian War, the Revolution, the Civil War, and in other national events, leaders in our country called the nation to prayer. In the book, Miracles in American History, author Susie Federer recounts 32 amazing stories of answered prayer. Read about events like the winter at Valley Forge, the Boston Tea Party, Dense fog that appeared, allowing 8,000 troops to escape. The Star-Spangled Banner and other events where prayer had an impact. You'll also learn when Apollo 13 was lost in space and what happened after the president called the nation to prayer. Volume 1 of Miracles in American History is available for a donation of $18 or obtain Volumes 1 and 2 with additional stories for a donation of $33. Call 1-800-729-9829. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. My guest today is uh, Dr. David Brown, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Oak Creek. Studied extensively this issue, and uh, in years past, have been contacted even by police departments to help them learn and understand occultic signs, symbols, uh, sites uh, as well. And uh, we're talking today specifically about the uh, the dark side of Hallow- Halloween, the harm of Halloween. Uh, just a little bit more information will give you opportunity to call in as well. Um, Pastor Brown, uh, there is the uh, some other heroes. We talk about witches, and I know you've got a lot more research on it, but let's talk about vampires uh, as well, one of the heroes of Halloween. And we know that there are lots of vampire novels out for kids, vampire TV series that are out trying to lure especially young teenagers, tweens uh, into them. Comment on this issue, if you would. Well, I'm going to go from uh, backwards to uh, the original vampire, uh, but um, a number of years ago, Bible College contacted me about a student that they had found um, a practicing um, a, a drinking some of his own blood, and so they brought me into uh, counsel with him, and he had gotten involved in uh, that playing fantasy role-playing games in relationship to that. I appeared on a national talk show, and I sat next to a a Katrina, and she was a vampire, and she called, uh, she drank blood, and she called her people who allowed her to drink uh, their blood, she called them her donors, Um, and it all harkens back to Dracula, who was a real person. Uh, I read a book called Dracula, the Biography of Vlad the Impaler. 1431 to 1476, and um, in this, uh, it says he was the maniac monster, much like Hitler of his day. Uh, Reliable sources uh, say that during his rule uh, that he massacred 100,000 men, women, and children. And how did he impose death? Uh, Let me quote... uh, uh, somebody who wrote about it, he killed 40,000 of his political prisoners shortly before 1462. He killed some of them by breaking them under the wheels of carts. Others, uh, he stripped of their clothing, skinned them alive, uh, placed them on stakes, burned them with hot coals. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but he was a, a, a real pervert, in fact, uh, he devised a way to rid his society of uh, beggars, lame, sick, and old. He invited them to a feast to wine and dine them, and then he makes his appearance, and he says, Do you want to be without cares, lacking nothing in this world? Who wouldn't want to? Yes, yes. And they said, Yes. And so what he did was he nailed the door shut, stationed his soldiers around, set the house on fire, and burned them all to death, Jim. The origin of the haunted house. The origin of the haunted house. The origin of the house of horrors right there with Dracula. And then there's, there's. I'm telling you, there are a number of teens and stuff today who are experimenting with drinking blood and experiencing uh, with shifting their sleep around, being awake at night and sleeping during the daytime. And uh, it is causing uh, a number of a number of problems. I worked on several cases where, uh, man oh man, um, people are cut and lacerated so that they could drink their blood, and there's nothing funny about it at all. And yet people will dress up like Dracula and think it's a real funny thing. Now, Pastor, as I started the program today, some have said, you know, we are just in this for the innocent fun. We we are not focusing on witches. We're not fo- focusing on Dracula and vampires and so, so forth. What's the harm of allowing my child to dress up as a superhero or a princess, go door to door to get some candy? Well, I'm just going to um, uh, read you from what Dr. John MacArthur said. Uh, there are a number of reasons that I think it's unwise for Christian parents to permit their children to go door to door collecting candy from Halloween. Uh, first of all, dressing up uh, like witches, ghosts, goblins, is incompatible with a Christian testimony. Furthermore, many customs of Halloween are associated with the worst kind of pagan beliefs and ceremonies. 
they are usually center, uh, centered on sinister things like demons, uh, witchcraft, and superstition. If we as Christian parents simply disregard uh, the unchristian aspects of such practices as merely fantasy and superstition, and then encourage our children to participate in them, we are running the risk of communicating the message that the spiritual battle waged by the rulers of darkness is not to be taken seriously. Um, I, I, I did with my kids, uh, uh, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. What I did is I'd allow my kids to go and buy any bag of candy they wanted, eat one a day, but then what I would do is take them to a football game, uh, take them to a basketball game, take them bowling, take them on a trip, uh, let them have a good time. But I did not want them associated thinking uh, that uh, there was something okay with Halloween. Even if you dress up like a princess, you're still involved with uh, the trick-or-treat that has pagan oranges. You're still involved with the other people who are dressed like evil in the occult. It still is very much an occult worship day to this day, Jim. And the Bible's not silent on these things. Uh, the Bible's not silent on these things at all. I just uh, I just think of going back to Acts chapter 19. They brought their books together with the curious arts and burned them all. I'm thinking about uh, the one that was called Bar-Jesus. Uh, he wanted the, uh, to stop uh, Sergius Paulus, the, the governor of there, from coming to know Christ and and uh, Paul looks at him and says, Oh, full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil. Uh, it says, Thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord, Jim? Pastor David Brown with us here today on Crosstalk. And friends, we're going to tell you a couple things, how you can get more information on these things, but also how you can get online and ask Pastor Brown a question about something that he has said here today. Perhaps you're confused about an aspect. Do you want to probe him further? Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. Pastor Brown, we've really just kind of scratched the surface on these issues, and you have put together a book called The Dark Side of Halloween. You also have a orange uh, pamphlet, a leaflet, that's about uh, eight and a half by 14 on both sides, which we're calling the track, The Dark Side of Halloween, and uh, you've got these available for our listeners uh, for for a particular donation. Yes, uh, if they would like the Halloween book, uh, I think it's 181 pages long. It goes deeper than Halloween and talks more about the occult and witches there. So I will send them a book and two of the orange tracks uh, for $15 donation. That's postpaid. All they have to do is I'll tell you how to get it in a minute. Or you can get three Halloween tracks uh, and uh, uh, send me a dollar for that. Uh, as m- much of that is postage, the way right. postage is today. Or twenty-five for seven-dollar donation, uh, or a hundred for twenty-five-dollar donation, and those are all postage paid. So uh, you need to write to me, and if you're going to send a check to uh, Pastor David L. Brown, P.O. Box one seven three, Oak. Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. We'll try and deal with them just as quick as we can, but realize it's already the 24th. So by the time you get the check to us and we get the stuff back, uh, I just don't, uh, we're a small ministry. I don't take credit cards and that sort of things. But those are the offers we have today, Jim. Okay. So friends, again, uh, the Halloween book, again, is 181 pages called The Dark Side of Halloween. And uh, friends, you've got enough information to make decisions about this year, but this will even equip you for years to come as well. So don't think, oh, I, I, you know, it's going to be too late. It's November before, we, uh, you know, you may have this. But uh, friends, to respond and uh, be be uh, armed with biblical truth, and you'll find much scripture throughout the book as well. Uh, so it's 181 pages and two of the Halloween tracks. It's an eight and a half by 14 folded up uh, a track, but little leaflet. Uh, two of those, uh, along with the booklet, for a donation of $15. If you just want the tracks, they have three available for a donation of $1, $25 for $7, $100 for $25. And uh, you just send that to Pastor David Brown, P.O. Box 173, 
Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. Lines are packed. We're going to begin with Josh in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Josh, you're on the air. Hey, thanks for having me on, and thank you for exposing these uh, demonic and pagan roots to this false uh, celebration and holiday that should not be observed by people who claim to follow Scripture. My question um, is, how would you also... Well, and I would encourage people to instead follow the feasts of God, that, like Passover and, and Tabernacles. Okay, let's, let's get right with our topic here, Josh. The question is, uh, what about things like Christmas and Easter, which have very similar roots? Oh, yeah, that's an easy question to answer. Um, we don't celebrate the fat fairy at Christmas. We focus on the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Halloween, you can't find anything Christian in Halloween. If you're going to celebrate something on October 31st, celebrate Reformation Day. That's October 31st. Uh, same way with uh, with Resurrection Sunday. We don't even celebrate Easter, but we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. But in Halloween, there is no Christian significance whatsoever. Thank you for the call. O'Neill in Phoenix, Arizona, you're on the air. Bless you, gentlemen. Great program today. Uh, thank you really for exposing the darkness uh, with this uh, Halloween. Well, my question is... Um, what about, because uh, I see a lot of Christian believers, they have their children dressed up like Marvel characters um, on that day, and the churches that do have trunk or treat. Yeah, uh, I understand that that's a, a way a lot of people do it. They decorate their trunk and they open that. But to me, um, anything to do with trick-or-treat in its occult origins, um, I just won't do it. It Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Uh, even the the treats, you think about it, they were to appease, uh, you know, they were to appease the, the spirits, Jim. So I just won't do it. Thank you, O'Neill. Uh, Barry in Milwaukee, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Barry, and uh, I, I like the show and all that. And uh, I, I just want to make a, a comment on the uh, deep... Uh, spiritual connection that the ancient people had with this life being a mirror of the spirit life and that the uh, sacrifices that they made were to uh, to their gods. And then the other thing was that Israel had a, uh, they, they had a sacrificial system too, and, and it was a regimented sort of cleaned up system from the pagans. And then the, the good news is that uh, Jesus Christ came here and did away with that sacrificial system. But the point mm-hmm. being is that it was a deep, deep mirror of what they believed was going on with the spirit world that they had to appease their gods. The Bible says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sacrifice has been completed, is done away with once for all. Thank you very much for the call. And uh, we're right up against a break. So we're going to take the break and uh, take more of your phone calls here at 800-733-9829. Pastor David Brown, our guest today. And if you miss the address, uh, we'll be giving that after uh, our break time as well, before the end of the program, at least. So uh, be ready to jot the information down. Back in one minute here on Crosstalk, coming your way from the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. I'm very distressed, my friends, as I see anti-Semitism rising among people who claim to be politically conservative. Some claim to be Christians. Some claim to be followers of the Make America Great Again movement, the MAGA movement. Some claim to be part of America First. What's very sad is, it's from these very groups I'm seeing absolute anti-Semitism, open attacks on people who are Zionist or Christian Zionist. They're actually using that word. Let's set the record straight. Genesis 12, verse 3 says, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. We don't agree with everything the government of Israel does, but we stand with the Jewish people and understand their historic and biblical right to the land. And ultimately, we understand what God is doing with the nation of Israel that will eventually lead to Christ's millennial kingdom.
So, friends, before we uh, complete our program today, we will give you the address and the information here on obtaining the booklet and uh, Halloween pamphlets, the tracks there, and uh, also we'll seek to put this up on our website as well with the write-up of today's program. Pastor David Brown is with us. Phone lines are packed. Let's go right back to them. Uh, Jack is calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Jack, you're on the air. Jim Schneider, thank you, and God bless you for this wonderful treasure every time he comes on to a crosstalk or comes on any program on VCI. God bless this pastor. I love him. Please have him on more, Jim. Thank hey, you very much. Thank you for the call. Uh, we've got Mike in, uh, let's see, Coopersburg, Pennsylvania. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Jim, Pastor Dave. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about John 10, and Jesus said, I am come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. And the thing with Halloween is I see it always as 100% opposed to that statement, yeah. and I'm just grateful yes. that our Savior stands for life. Question for you quick. Um, one person said to me that if you allow your kids to read C.S. Lewis, then you should let them read uh, Harry Potter. What, do you, what is your response to that? Thank you for the call. Yeah, um, I think that uh, C.S. Lewis had another, a lot of problems, in my opinion, um, but that's a whole nother program. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Harry Potter is four steps worse than C.S. Lewis, but I have some problems with C.S. Lewis myself. Yeah, thank you for the call. I just don't want to deviate too far yes. down that pathway here at this time. Uh, you also have a website, by the way, with different issues as well that you address. Yeah, you can uh, Logos Resource Pages. L-O-G-O-S, resource, singular, pages, P-A-G-E-S, dot org, logosresourcepages.org. We have a a lot of stuff on Halloween on there, but uh, a number of other issues, Bible-related issues, uh, Christmas, Easter, um, those type of things that we have there on Logos. Okay, let's go next to Randy in Grafton, West Virginia. You're on the air. Yes, uh, I'd like to address the issue of vampirism. Uh, the thing from what I know about vampirism is they believe that by ingesting the blood, they're ingesting uh, the force, you know, like in Star Wars, and that it will help them reach to reach their next higher level of reincarnation and godhood. So I think there's a certain amount of pantheistic philosophy in this. There's also a certain amount of sexual perversion with it as well. Oh yes, Did yes, you're... yes. We didn't get a chance to. No, we didn't get a chance to go into that. You could do a pro whole program on vampirism mm-hmm. because I uh, did a program, uh, national program, and sat next to a vampire, and she was trying to defend this. But yes, she thinks she gets power and all that kind of stuff. But it it, it is demonic. Yeah. Thank you, Randy. Diana in Peoria, Arizona. You're on the air. Oh, this is Diana. Yes, you're Hello? on the air. Go ahead. Oh, love, love your show. Love your show. I just wanted to say my place where I work went all out for Halloween this year, more than any other holiday, uh, costume uh, contest, potlucks, um, all decorated through my whole job everywhere. And I just yeah. told everybody that would uh, think it's just so innocent. It's dark, it's demonic, it's satanic, and I will have no part of it. Well, and I've never you. seen uh, my job decorate. Yeah. Like they did, like they did this year. I mean, everywhere in the whole place and costume contests and everything. I did nothing. I did nothing to have any part uh, of good that. Good for you. Thanks for your separation. Take yeah. care. Yeah, $12.2 billion being spent on Halloween this year. Thank you. Uh, we have, uh, is it Fidelia? Hello, Fidelia, you're on the air. Okay, let's go to Robert then in Arizona. Robert, you're on the air. This is Crosstalk. Yes, Halloween does have a Christian significance, because let us rejoice and be glad in it, for this is the day that the Lord has made. Every day is made unto the Lord, and we are to give Him glory and praise for that day. Halloween is actually, should be about the harvest, and that word Halloween, you know, it actually comes from three words, you know, glory, hallelujah, in the evening. Um, but as far as a I tell you what, we need to correct that. Pastor. Yeah, all hallows even is uh, where it comes from. Halloween, and that's when they moved All Saints Day in 800 A.D. from May to November, uh, and they uh, honored the dead saints. There's nothing Christian yes. about Halloween. No, 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 I'm not talking about it. It is the day made unto the Lord. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, yeah, yeah, as long as you don't celebrate uh, 
the dark side of that. I, I have a wonderful time celebrating Reformation Day on that day. Thank you, Robert. Uh, uh, let's go to another Robert, this one in Racine. You're on the air. Oh, that was sooner than expected. Hi. Um, yes, um, I'm uh, in for other reasons I was going to call about. Uh, oh. Yeah, go right to your issue, Robert. She she didn't cross-examine my uh, my statement, so sorry about that. Um, at, where the scripture, Brother Brown, and maybe yourself, Jim, would be familiar with where the Israelites were told if there's a, a false prophet in the neighborhood to inquire, diligently inquire as so, is what they're teaching, what's going on. And I, I've been sharing that uh, past year with people to relate that we we would see them as dead because we're not to kill the you know the heathen as the Israelites were taking the yeah, promise. The Bible says, "Prove all things and hold fast to that which is good." So you're right. Prove all things and hold fast to that is good. No, no, I don't uh, advocate violence whatsoever. I just don't advocate involvement. Thank you. Let's go next to Jim. You're on the air, Jim. Thank you, Pastor Brown. I appreciate your ministry. I have your tracks, Dark Side of Halloween. I'm trying to get them out there. Um, my comment is. Uh, do you, do you think, I believe, pastors should be informed on this topic? Do you think this is something they should be t- telling their congregation from the pulpit? Well, I do, uh, and that's uh, when I found out what it was all about. In 1981, I informed my own people we wouldn't be celebrating it anymore, and actually this little tract has gone far and wide. Around the world. Around the world, in fact, and we uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them have gone out. So, yes, pastors should warn their people. Thanks for the call. Yeah, indeed. And friends, you may want to pick up a copy of this book for your pastor. They have just enough time in order to uh, get out the information. His book on Halloween called The Dark Side of Halloween, about 180-some pages, and uh, you can obtain that, plus two of the Halloween pamphlets for a donation of $15. If you just want the pamphlets, three Halloween tracks for $1, $25 for $7, or $100 for $25. Here, don't send it to VCY. Send it to Pastor David Brown, P.O. Box 173, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. That's uh, Pastor David Brown, P.O. Box 173, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. We'll be sure to post that on our website here as well. Pastor, thank you for coming with an important warning here for our listeners today. Thank you so much for letting me share that. And people, beware. Don't be involved. It's an occultic day. Do something fun, but not occultic with your kids instead. Remember, the, the devil, a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Thanks, friends, for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.